now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. There we go, people. Time for a meltdown, people. Yeah, it is. This is Steve Taylor's song, Meltdown, from 1984. That's a long time ago, people. Randall's going to sing. Yeah, he is. I am. Yeah, he is. I don't know this song, so... This wasn't my song to pick. This was his song. Long of the 80s. It's comparing a meltdown of Max Wax Museum to hell, basically. The Wax Museum uses the metaphor for. Disarmed. Meltdown at my dancing soul. The queen is in face. Meltdown at my dancing soul. The 
totally you know call some people out there of course madame tussauds i think there's one in the states now but back in the 80s it was you know a famous wax museum in in the uk hmm. and so you know he's talking about here are all these celebrity figures in wax the temperature goes up you know they're melting you know the president looks alarmed the general's been disarmed nice little pun there like you know, general armed forces been a general's been disarmed, but like arms coming off. Um, um, the queen is losing face. You know, there, there's all these puns in there, double entrants, I should say. And um, but you know, it talks about Dylan. Dylan should be filling the puddle they designed. Is it going to take a miracle to make up his mind? Because you know, bomb Dylan. Um, oh. Robert Zimmerman. You know, like... he, you know, he, um, you know, a Jew. Uh, Thank you for the hearts, people. On Periscope, there are a few lone people who still give hearts. Yeah. You know, don't you people know that when you watch on Periscope, you're supposed to be tapping the whole show and get us to five gazillion hearts <laughs> as we, you know, anyway. By the way, hey, I want to say hi to people. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll stop the song analysis. But, All right. So, Robert just, and just, just, Marlis. just wanted to. Just shortened to say, if you listen to it, I mean, he's, you know, he insinuates that a lot of people are in the other place, you know, or, or headed toward the other place, you know, good, bad, that they go down the same drain. True. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely not politically correct. But, mm-hmm. uh, and I think if he'd been more famous, we got a lot more flack for it. Back to you. Good point. All right, first thing I should let you know is this show has a R-rated rating to it tonight. Or is it R-rating? Well, or... it's just uh, on YouTube. It's for... Um, on YouTube, you it's have... It's 18 above. You'll, you will have to log in to YouTube in order to watch us. And you'll understand why in a few minutes, because I'm going to share with you some disturbing news tonight, which I'm going to share with you in a minute, a couple of minutes. But first... Before we get to the disturbing news, people, uh, I want to say hi to Barb. Last night, I didn't see you, Barb, so I want to say hi, Barb, on YouTube. Barb is older than 18. Yeah, you are. Uh, Robert and Marlis over on Periscope, and Sean, of course, and Gina, and John, Dr. John, a.k.a. Baldy, superhero paramedic. Uh, Jeannie from Georgia is here. Kim is here tracy is here daryl james and chasing somebody is out is also here i don't know however however many other people are here if i didn't get your name i apologize um but uh yeah so okay so you guys saw the headline 
and Bill, whoever Bill is. Who's Bill? And who's Freddy? I don't know who Randall is talking to over there. <laughs> Whatever. Our Twitch stream is not cooperating for some reason. There was a network error. Please try again. Oh. Error number 2000, just so you know. Gotcha. <laughs> and if anybody's watching on Facebook, hello over there as well. It's harder to follow on Facebook because Facebook is stupid and dumb and I hate Facebook, just so you know. But anyway. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So tonight's show, there are some disturbing stories I'm going to share with you. And I'm going to, you know, I think about these stories for a while before I decide, should I share this? But yeah, in this case, I'm going to share it because there's a couple of reasons. Number one, we are a biblical worldview show, right? So <clears throat> one of the things in our culture today that we often have to deal with is, is people who go, well, there's no God. And, you know, we can do whatever the heck we want, right? But when you hear some of these stories tonight, you will be outraged if you're normal. If you're, if you're not normal and you're like, well, whatever, people do whatever the heck they want, blah, 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 then, then I will pray for you that your heart would be hard, you know, your hard heart would be softened and that Jesus could come into it because, um, you know, because of that. But, of course, I'm going to lead off with the Beth Moore story because that's why most of you are here because you want to hear what Beth Moore did, right? Just put a one if you want to know what's going on with Beth Moore, people. I'm going to wait just for a moment as I see the ones roll in. Yeah, so I can... So you guys are here because of Beth Moore, right? Just admit it. You want to know what Beth Moore did, don't you? <laughs> See all the ones. Which just shows you that you guys are all appealing to the lust of your flesh and the spirit of gossip. <laughs> okay, look, I just had to say that. It was the perfect setup. Don't be mad at me. But you know it's true. Yeah, you do. And actually, this is interesting. She actually didn't do anything. She didn't do anything wrong. But I found this article over on um, World Net Daily. World Net Daily. And, you know, what's interesting to me, and it's unfortunate, is that um, Beth Moore, you know, I love Beth Moore. <laughs> I think, you know, Beth is. You know, she's she's a woman who's got passion for God's word, right? And many years ago when she came out, who remembers the name of her very first Bible study that made her really famous? Do you remember? You remember the name of it? Well, if you don't, it was she had everybody wear bracelets. Remember that part, huh? Do you? It was the believing God study, right? And she was basically the woman's pastor and teaching Bible study over at the Baptist church over there in Houston, Texas. I think it was Houston, Texas. Pretty sure it was Houston, Texas. And then after she got put on the map, Lifeway, uh, Christian publishers, they, they picked her up and, um, you know, and started promoting her DVD series. And then all of a sudden, Bible teachers that used to to be Bible teachers in churches, like, you know, the women's 
Bible study. I used to have a woman actually have the Bible open and read it and study it right there. Then all of a sudden, what happened in the world of Christian media is they started putting Bible studies on DVD and marketing it. And then everybody and their grandmother, literally, were watching Beth Moore, right? And so it's kind of like, what the heck? And Beth Moore. And then, then other Bible studies eventually over the years came out where... Again, we did the Bible study on DVD, stuck it in there, so nobody has to do anything. We just listen to that speaker, and then and then that's it, you know. And then and afterwards, you know, you might share about your feelings and what you thought about it, all that other stuff. Well, then it was a short time after that, a number of years later, that James Robeson, uh, from Life Today, I think is the name of his show, um had her on and she started doing a weekly segment on TV. And she was like, um, you know, I, I remember so vividly that she was like, oh, I never wanted to go into media and I don't want people to know who I am. And, and I'm so humbled by all of it and blah, 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 blah. And this is where she started to begin to associate with word of faith teachers. Now, I know some of you might agree with the word of faith, faith theology. I don't. I'm not one of those people. But she has then since kind of gone off more to the left, you know, and then there's been some question about her theology. And then in recent years, uh, in, um, uh, in recent years, she basically, uh, has been very vocal about women and, um, you know, and holding men in the church accountable for their sin, especially against women and all that. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that part. I do think that she is histrionic and I do think she's a little bit mentally unstable. And I don't mean that in a very mean way. I do think she's got some emotional problems. That's just my belief. Do I think she's a heretic? No. But there are friends of mine who do. But anyway, all I have to say, here's the story about her. Christian evangelist and best-selling author gets outed as a never-Trumper, people. I mean, think about it. First of all, just the headline gets you, doesn't it? You're thinking she did something awful, huh? Like, like you know, committed some type of sin. <laughs> when I saw this headline, I thought it was so funny. I was like, really? I told Randall, I said, that's it. I disown Beth Moore. That's it. Beth, you're going down, girlfriend. I cannot believe that you are a never-Trumper. Now, Sean would probably agree with her, and so would Bareface. But anyway, let's listen to the article here. <laughs> she says here, can American evangel evangelism die because evangelicals voted for Donald Trump? This seems to be the thinking that Beth Moore, Christian evangelist and best-selling author, is following nowadays. First of all, I wouldn't even call her an evangelist. I would say she's a best-selling author. I would never put the word evangelist by Beth Moore's name. <laughs> anyway. In a tweet responding to a Christian Post editorial, Moore, the 62-year-old founder of Living Proof Ministries, identified 2016 as the year the movement passed away. The Christian Post editorial was responding to Christianity Today's support for President Donald Trump's impeachment and removal from office. The Christian Post piece blasted Christian elitism and the spirit of the Christianity Today uh, editorial. CT's op-ed does not represent evangelical Christianity today, yesterday, or in the future, the piece read. After all, a majority of Trump's evangelical support has been triggered by his opponents advocating policies that make him appear to be, at the very least, 
the lesser of two evils in a binary contest, which we actually talked about that yesterday. I'd like to talk about more. Okay. CT's disdainful, dismissive, elitist posture toward their fellow Christians may well do far more long-term damage to American Christianity and its witness than any current prudential support for President Trump will ever cause. Tyler Huckabee, the senior editor of Christian magazine Relevant, had compared this to an editorial that the Christian Post had published back in February 2016 titled, Trump is a Scam. Evangelical voters should back away. This was, of course, long before Trump had even sewn up the Republican nomination, uh, much less been one of two serious choices in the presidential election. Moore, as a Beth Moore, responded with her strange epitaph for evangelical Christianity. Evangelicalism as we knew it, as imperfect as it was because we are imperfect, passed away in 2016, she tweeted Thursday. History will plant its grave marker there. A disclaimer is always necessary these days, so I'll add this. This, of course, is not to say conservative Christianity passed away. Moore had previously tweeted her support for the Christianity Today editorial as well. The idea that evangelical Christian voters choosing Trump over Hillary Clinton somehow killed evangelicalism is patently absurd as if they would have been better off voting for a person and a party that had absolute contempt for them and their values. The past three years have shown that. Even if you believe that decision was imperfect, it was the correct one. Trump's work on appointing judges who follow the Constitution as written, a key issue for Christians given its outsized importance in issues of religious freedom, would be reason enough alone to embrace his election. His defense of the unborn has been unwavering, even Mark a. Thiessen at the Washington Post acknowledged in 2018 that Trump is proving to be the most fearlessly pro-life president in history, noting that his move to stop Title X uh, funding from being dispersed to clinics that perform abortions, among other accomplishments. Trump has supported religious freedom abroad as well in a way that a Democratic administration never would have. Our founders understood that no right is more fundamental to a peaceful, prosperous, and virtuous society than the right to follow one's religious convictions. Regrettably, religious freedom enjoyed by American citizens is rare in the world, Trump said in a speech at the United Nations in September. As we speak, Jews, Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, Sikhs, many other people of faith are being jailed, sanctioned, tortured, and even murdered at the hands of their own government simply for expressing their deeply held religious beliefs. Is this a speech you would have seen Hillary Clinton giving? Mm-hmm. No. Just so you know. It's one thing for a Christian to be against Donald Trump. There are plenty of people who are, after all, and far be it from me to cast aspersions on someone's faith because of their political opinions. However, to say that evangelical Christianity and all that entails died because the people of America elected Donald Trump in 2016 essentially states that because other Christians don't share your political opinions, they literally killed an entire branch of Christianity. Uh, this fatuousness disguised as serious thought essentially saying that support for a president who's defended religious liberty and the unborn at home and abroad is morally abhorrent. The implication, of course, is that his opponent, a vociferous supporter of unfettered abortion rights, who couldn't have given a lick about religious liberty, would have been the Christian person to support. That's not true. Yeah. This is never Trumpism of the most wearying sort, people. 
Obviously, this, this is an op-ed article. This is not. It a, is. The subtext here is that if you support Donald Trump, you're not only a bad Christian, you're literally responsible for the death of evangelical Christianity. The accusatory language in Christianity's today's self-important editorial slash lecture was obnoxious enough. Moore has somehow somehow managed to top that. Um, the Western Journal reached out to Moore for comment, but did not hear back in time for publication. So there you have it, people. That's Beth's more Beth Moore's big sin. Uh, I, Beth Moore believes that Donald Trump is a sucky president. He deserved to be impeached. And I bet you I know why. Not even being a big, huge, like, you know, supporter of Beth Moore. I like Beth Moore as a person. I think she's kind of cool, but I think she's a little, eh. But what I will say is I bet you she doesn't like Donald Trump because of his misogynist, pig-headed degrading past dealing with women. That's probably the biggest reason right there. Just saying. Okay, Bearface. Well, I think it's a little hypocritical for the author here, C. Douglas Golden, to say, um, to attribute to Beth Moore that, um, that the subtext here is that if you support Donald Trump, you're not only a bad Christian, whatever, and that she's, you know, this is bad to have this... You know, this is what she's really saying. But then goes on to say things like coming, inserting his own opinion in political views, for example. The implication, of course, is that his right. opponent, a vociferous supporter of unfettered abortion rights, who couldn't give a lick about religious liberty, would have been the Christian person to support. Give a lick. I like that. Um, you know, um... That Th that's that's not the implication. Yeah. Okay, gender is binary. Okay, there are only two genders. Oh no, not this talk again. But oh, but geez. but when it comes to politics, the presidential race, there aren't only two parties, and you know, and and Christians will say, well, you can't vote for a third party. That's throwing your vote away because it's really only two people, right. and and the yeah, other one is going elected. So we have to put our and then, when the lesser of two evils gets elected, they say, well, it's the Christian vote that got them elected. It's the evangelicals out there that got them elected. So the ev evangelical voting bloc is a huge block and influential and makes a difference in elections. If evangelicals <laughs> wanted to vote their conscience... All they the would, messages coming in are cracking me up, you guys. They, they, would, they would vote for the third-party candidate who really... Who really reflects their values yeah sean's you yelling know, libertarian party but i can't do the libertarian party because it's pro-gay constitution party constitutionalist party's better yeah definitely and that's libertarian no, that's no, my no. vote and has been for the past two presidential elections constitution party but yeah it's like we said well see this third party you know we everybody else you know if we want to go with kind of the majority and push the candidate we have to go with the lesser of two evils because you know, if we don't, then we're throwing our votes away. And then the vote comes out. See? See, the, the evangelical voters made the difference and got this candidate, whether it was, you know, whether it was, you know, whether it was Trump or Reno Bush or whoever. See, the, the evangelicals. So prior the to the election. Okay, look, I'm just going to say that the evangelical leadership in this country is pathetic. Yeah, I, they, they I agree. Put in, they put in Mormon, Mitt Romney, the father of gay marriage exactly. in a country over Mike Huckabee, okay? 
So you can't trust the evangelical leadership right. in America. Not I'm the leadership. That's why. Them. That's why the voters of the right. evangelical leadership is oh, we got to get behind this candidate. Yeah. No, if you if you want to vote your conscience, vote for a candidate that really, you know, backs those those values and those morals. Right. And then, which and, is why you should never vote for Trump, people. I would say never vote for Trump. <laughs> I mean, vote. Actually, you can vote for Trump. He's better than Hillary. If it but, ends up Hillary's becoming the running mate again. But this, it's going to be the nightmare all over again. This whole lesser, yeah. lesser of two evils. And, and when Beth Moore says <laughs> that it's not totally a Christian thing to vote for Trump, well, the, the, the authors as well, the implication, of course, that it, it, it would have been better to support Hillary, a vociferous supporter of a, No, that's not what she said. But people have this idea that no, oh, it's a binary, it's a binary race. You got the evil or the the evil or the lesser evil, and that's that's the only choice you have. Because okay, if you before it, it, the whole time yeah, goes anyway. All right, um, so Bareface is passionate about this. Obviously, you can tell. See, I have to reel him in, people. <laughs> He's a good husband. I let him win at pickleball today. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. All right. So Barb says here, uh, she says, <laughs> for the sake of transparency, unless I am specifically told to do so by the Lord, I will never vote for DT. Don't tell me it's over because of that. Yeah. Um, okay. Then we have some other stuff here. Um, okay. A lot of people are saying they love Trump. Um, Sean's saying Libertarian Party will set the church free. Kim said exactly, Stacy, and um, see, God created man and woman. Last I knew, one plus one equals two genders. That said, Tracy, Hillary is a traitor in every sense of the word. Mm. Dr. Jennifer Fee said, let him rant. You go away, Dr. Jennifer Fee. Yeah, Since when can you even listen to me? Since when can you even hear me? You never hear me. What, you heard that part, though? For one, I'm just kidding. For, for what it's worth, <laughs> on my Facebook profile, I have my political views listed as constitarian. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Finally knew what I knew It's now. got a hybrid of constitutionalist and libertarian party, but... There are no constitutarian candidates, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to read the PG, the, the R-rated story, okay? And this is why um, – so, look. Okay, first I have to say, look. Oh, this is a fair warning. If you have children, do not let them listen to this next story, okay? Because if you do, then you are – you are, you've been warned, people. That's, let's just put this, okay. You can hear me tonight. That's good. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Where, where's this coming from? I am on TikTok, and one of my, oh. one of my favorite, oh, somehow favorite, we got, sorry. One, one of my favorite accounts over on TikTok is called Bizarre Abyss, and there's, it's, what? There's probably trying, people trying to call in, because hmm? I had the wrong, uh, Somehow got the long ticker up there. Okay. Well, whatever. So there is this uh, um, account over on TikTok called Bizarre Abyss. And Colleen is the lady that does this. And, and she shared this story. Georgia man arrested for watching porn. 
at Applebee's. We're going to read this. Don't let your kids see this if, if you're um, that. And we have a picture of the scumbag here. But let's listen to this here. It says, this is in Georgia, Jeannie, just so you know. You might want to be careful. Be going to Applebee's in Georgia. At least in Thomasville, no. The Thomasville Police Department says it arrested a man for watching porn and fondling his genitals at an Applebee's restaurant. Police say they were sent to the restaurant around 9.30 p.m. Friday. Employees and customers told police they saw Timothy Dugan watching porn on his phone while touching himself. Some of the customers in the restaurant were under the age of 18. Police say employees were quick to take action. They made the man leave and called police. When they arrived on to the scene, police found him hiding in a nearby bush. Uh, Dugan was charged with indecent exposure and child molestation. Not sure where that comes in. He is being held at the Thomas County Jail without bond. Okay, so question. Just a question. How many of you, if you were eating at Applebee's or anywhere, and you just happened to look over and the guy in the next booth was messing with himself, you know, not even going into the bathroom or whatever to enjoy himself, let's put it that way, uh, what would you have done? Just curious. Just curious. Just curious people. Saying people may wonder, well, why are you covering this story? Where <laughs> it's definitely not Bible. Is it news? Well, it's it's both because Jennifer we... says call nine one one. Sean said called the police. Tracy said asked him to leave. Okay. Anybody else have any commentary? Let's see here. I'm gonna see if anybody else has any commentary. Okay. Okay. So has to be moved and tell the manager, says Kim. Hard to say, says Mama Gina. Turn him in, says Jeannie. Yeah, see? You know, it's interesting. So I had a couple um I had a couple of reactions when I heard this story. First of all, Colleen uh, over on Bizarre Abyss, she was she she always reports things in a kind of a sarcastic, funny way. So she made it sound funny, but it was kind of gross, right? I mean, to me, my heart went out to this guy, even though I think he's a pervert. There's what I saw or heard in the story is that this man has a very, very severe pornography addiction, clearly. Um, if he's not able to control himself in public where other people are watching and he's so consumed with the pornography, which I'm going to guess was child pornography. I think that's probably where the child molestation thing maybe came in. I don't know. It's just my guess. Um, or maybe he had child molestation in his rap sheet or something. I'm sure, you know, he maybe he was arrested before. I don't know. What I do know is that this story tells me a couple things. Number one, there is still a semblance of morality in our country that this isn't considered acceptable by most people okay and jennifer is saying here not necessarily he may be on the spectrum or have an intellectual disability he might i mean his picture um he doesn't i don't i mean from the picture in the in the paper he he looks kind of normal but that doesn't mean anything um 
But I bring this up because, you know, we talk about the sin-sick fallen nature of man. A lot of people say that man is good, we're all good, blah, blah, etc. Well, there's laws on the book for a reason, right? Uh, there he is. So I don't know if, if he looks, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is it's very disturbing. And I'm glad that they turned him in. And hopefully the guy is going to get some help. Right, Randall? So what do you think, Bareface? Well, what makes this a uh, story for Bible News Radio is that I think 20 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, you wouldn't read a story like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, mobile phones weren't that common right. 15 years ago. True. Um, you know, but watching porn on a mobile device, that's kind of contemporary uh watching porn on a mobile device and fondling yourself okay i might expect that you know some vegas club or something like that but in applebee's i mean this is this is like you know family, family restaurant right. right um i don't think we would have seen a story like this 15 years ago but in keeping with uh second timothy chapter three you know in the last days and there is a long list of stuff listed about society at that time you know uh, perilous times lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god and um the whole host of other you know behaviors that will not just uh paul indicates not just descriptive of individuals but sort of the you know the zeitgeist the you know the culture mm -hmm. and and I think it's, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think it's indicative of the times that we're living in to where, obviously, the guy's got issues. Um, Claire, there's some nice comments coming in over on Periscope. But, um, um, you know, I just, I think there's a, a, a freedom in the promotion of sensuality and sin where this guy, you know, felt emboldened to yeah i mean like he, it's no big deal i'll just sit right. here in this restaurant and he doesn't have any social skills well yeah um gina says he looked like a tweaker perv to me <laughs> uh donald says when the internet connection blocked that type of website something ain't no no i mean you can jump on your own hotspot wherever you want you can watch whatever you want especially if you have uh, money to pay for it i typically don't use public wi-fi and yeah. the coffee shop or whatever because i never know if it's really that place that's offering the wi-fi or somebody somebody no book is saying passengers do it on airplanes i don't know about that <laughs> i think you see that in movies i don't know that that's legit but um anyway but here's the thing you know this story is disturbing, but so is the next story we're going to share with you. This one has to do with with animal abuse. Okay, if you like animals, you know, this is about a shark. Um, and don't worry, I'm going to share one more depressing story after this, and then a good news one. So we're going to cheer you up by the end of the show. Um, so this one, it was kind of disturbing as well. This one comes out of um, the New, New Zealand. New Zealand. Um, and it's titled Great White Shark Kicked to Death by Mob, who posed for selfies um, 
with the carcass. Now, it says here, multiple people claim they saw a group of men purposefully net the nine-foot-long animal and kick it repeatedly on the Auckland beach before taking selfies and laughing as it died. Um, and it says here, um, the nine-foot-long animal was spotted on Thursday afternoon, seemingly stranded in the shallows of Oriwa Beach on Auckland's Hibiscus Coast. While it was assumed to have beached itself, there are now reports the female shark was purposely, purposefully caught, a serious crime under New Zealand law. A source told Stuff a group of men purposefully caught the shark in a net, pulled it ashore before they repeatedly kicked it, damaged its jaw, and took photos next to the dying animal while laughing. They claim when the other people tried to intervene and help the shark, the group became exceptional, exceptionally intimidating. Other witness told NewsHub she heard the group saying they intended to take the animal home and eat it. A police spokesman confirmed they had received reports of people kicking the shark. Officers arrived on the scene soon afterwards to help lifeguards disperse the crowd that had gathered before trying to pull the shark back into the ocean. Sadly, by then, the shark was already dead. Its body will now be used for scientific research. Great white sharks are considered a vulnerable species as their numbers have shrunk due to overfishing. So here we have... Um, an interesting story because on the one hand, people fish and, you know, you catch fish. Even the Bible, you know, Jesus advocated for fishing. He told the guys where the fish were so that they could catch them. Um, but sharks, I think that's that's another As the tale of a tells story. Us, like say, because of overfishing, the sharks don't have as much to eat. And so there are only around 5,000 great whites left in New Zealand waters. And it's illegal to deliberately catch or harm one. Yeah, so, so this this is the thing that's that's sad about this is that it doesn't appear, at least from how this article is written, to me, it doesn't appear that they went fishing for a shark. This thing was beached. It clearly having a. It, it seemed to me from how it's written to me. But then there are witnesses who say they purposely caught it in a net. Right. Well, in any maybe, case, whether they caught it, they certainly purposely fully harmed it i know illegal. i mean kicking it in the teeth you know now imagine if you were a shark and and you got stuck on the beach and then somebody put a net over you and tried to get you and then okay you're dead you got it right i mean this is how i feel about lobsters okay i do not like okay look i i love animals i think people should be able to eat fish i don't really care but I personally have a problem with lobster, with how people cook lobster. I mean, you capture a lobster, you tie its claws up, then you drop it in a tank and or boiling water. And then you just murder it in pure blood. You know, I mean, you just, this poor little thing has no chance, right? Now, I don't like fish. I don't like to eat fish. I don't like the smell of fish. Fish is ucky. But this here is just like... It's like intentional murder of a living being. Maybe it doesn't have a soul. I don't know. But the poor fish, this shark. Can you imagine what the children of this shark might have thought? Where did the mom go? Mm -hmm. You know, where is she? Oh, these big, mean human beings. This is why we're going to bite them when they come out and try to get us again. We're going to bite their, you know, that movie Jaws. Mm -hmm. This is why they made Jaws. Because of humans like this. Mm -hmm. I'm slightly kidding. Yes. But, but it does bother me oh. that these... No. Adult people came out and 
no. Basically kicking the crap out of a shark um, that didn't even do anything to him. Well, as you know, I'm sort of struggling with my carnivorous ways, but you are. But you know, I'm. I don't. You know, hunting all that. I'm. I'm. I'm cool with that. Hunting, fishing, it's good stuff. But you know that. Mm. The anyway, when you do that, when you're hunting or fishing, you know you want. I think the goal. I don't should... think this was hunting and fishing. No, though. it's that's, not. That's the thing. That's, that's why. That's it what I'm me. saying. That's why it bothers me. You know, it's hunting, fishing. One thing. If 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 you're hunting, let's say you're deer hunting, mm. Poor and Bambi. and your shot is bad, and you wound the deer, like blow its shoulder out or something like that. It is your duty now. To kill it. Yes, yeah. you know, as quickly as possible. Let's let it, you know, hobble around and get eaten by a mountain lion or whatever, you know, clawed to death. And, you know, hunting for food. I'm I'm not cool on the hunting for trophy. I mean, right. go ahead and take a trophy, well, but, you know, you better eat it. Um, so, anyway, I've had, I enjoy good shark steak. But, again, it's it's... You know, food for you, but there should be mercy exercised toward the animal as much as possible. Yeah, and you kicking know, a quick, shark in the teeth is quick, not merciful. Yeah, kicking it and laughing while you're doing it is disturbing. These these guys yeah. have serious, you know, they're psychopaths and they're, well, you know, or at least... Well, but see, that's what the crowd said. The, there was a crowd mm. that was intimidated by these people. Yeah. So... Multiple reports, you know, so yeah. I'm going to guess that they really were kicking it and laughing about it. And yeah. It's, yeah, I have Which, no problem. They're going to take it home and eat it. Fine. If this shark happened to get beached and there it was, you know, it's, of course, it's, if it's illegal to catch or deliberately catch or harm one, just, yuck. you know, you, you're kind of in the gray area if one gets beached. I wouldn't touch it, but... But yeah, this whole kicking it and laughing it and taking selfies and that's that's uh, now, look, I, sociopathic. And... I can get it. Like if you go on a boat and you're fishing and you catch a, a big fish and it's on the hook and you take a picture and laugh and all that. Cause look at look at what I got. You know, that's fine because that's intention. Like the because the, the fish bit the hook. Mm. Here it just seems like this poor shark was minding its own business. It got stranded somehow. And these people got a net, caught it, and then beat the crap out of it. And I don't like that. I think that's mean. Yeah, and again, I think this is indicative of of the times which we live. Yeah. Ha- has too. animal cruelty gone on before? Yes, it has. But yep. here we've got in New Zealand where it's illegal. And I think everybody that lives there probably knows that it's illegal to deliberately catch or harm one. And here it is on a public beach right. with crowds around. And they, not only are they not feeling no remorse or any guilt for kicking this thing to death, when people try to intervene, they get angry about it and intimidating. Yeah. That, again, I think that's indicative of the times in which we live. Okay. Next story, people. All right. This last story, this, this came from, uh, I forgot where this came from. Do you, you know where? The Faith Wire? Story? Faith Wire. Okay. Here we go. 42 million people killed. Well, 42 million killed. Abortion was the leading cause of death in 2019. Now, before I even read the article, doesn't that headline irritate you and and cause you grief? Because it would me. 
42 million babies murdered in the womb last year alone. Think about that. 42 million little innocent babies in their mommy's wombs ripped from her body, murdered mercilessly. They had no way of defending themselves whatsoever. Yeah. All right. So it says here, abortion was the leading cause of death worldwide last year with termination procedures counting for some 42 million losses of life. The latest figure was highlighted by renowned, renowned stats website, Worldometers, which keeps a tally of many different world statistics in a live format. The specific abortion number is based on the most recent figures published by the World Health Organization. According to the World Health, according to WHO, the World Health Organization, every year in the world there are an estimated 40 to 50 million abortions. This corresponds to approximately 125,000 abortions per day. That's a lot. In the USA, where nearly half of pregnancies are unintended and four in 10 of these are terminated by abortion, there are over 3,000 abortions per day. Uh, 22% of all pregnancies in the USA, excluding miscarriages, end in abortion. Now, I will say that compared to 30 years ago, where it was 4,000 abortions a day, it's gone down some. So, I mean, a thousand, it's gone down about a thousand here in America, which is good. It means a thousand more babies have a chance to live. So it says here, though it is the first day of 2020, World Ometer is, yeah, however you say it, <laughs> is already listing that some 75,000 babies will have been aborted so far this year. According to the latest figures, Released by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, some 623,471 legal abortions were carried out during the year 2016. And as you know, um, the anniversary of Roe versus Wade, one of the most horrible decisions that our Supreme Court ever made in 1973, is coming up this month. Uh, this month, I'm hoping to have on uh, one of our, our guests here who's going to share her story of um, her abortion and um, how God has helped her overcome that. Um, so, yeah, again, it goes back to our man. Are we good people? No, we're not. Just yeah. so you know, we're, we're evil. We are all sinners. And that's kind of the point of all these stories. Yeah, I can imagine some saying, well, abortion is really death because these were just fetuses or feti. I don't know. Um, the... the Proper babies. Pearl. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> a baby. But they would it's use baby. But people. they would use you know clump of cells or fetus. You know, it, you know. Okay, but if your if your sister gets pregnant, is that a you know, or your you know daughter or daughter in law is is that an exciting thing, or is it like eh, whatever? No, the same people. If it's if it's a pregnancy they want, they're all excited. Yeah. If it's a pregnancy that they're not emotionally attached to it's like well it can be terminated it's just a fetus well so now the value of the unborn infant is subjective it's either i want it or i don't want it there's no objective value in the human life there and that's 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 a huge problem if we're in a place where the value of an individual is subjective rather than it's objective they are made in the image of god or even if you're not religious, you know, if, if the human race means something to you, a human life, 
has value if if it if it depends on the circumstances whether it's wanted or not this human life is wanted or not then then your your very own life has no intrinsic objective value it's whether people want you around or not and if, the, if that's the place we're at where there's no objective value to human life it's just subjective by whoever holds the the well, scalpel or the acid or whoever you know in the power to, to take that life then it goes back to relativism yeah you know um jennifer said uh we also don't know how to use birth control evidently well you know i mean that's a whole nother discussion and i mean i am personally against birth control i mean and, and I know, call me crazy, but you mean you mean medical or chemical birth control, or contraception? Contraception. I don't think women should be taking birth control. Now, look, I know a lot of people take it. They take it for different reasons. I get that. For me, um, I took birth control for one month. That was it. One month. That was it. Didn't take it after that. Um, there are other methods to, um, I think there, there are other methods to preventing pregnancy. <laughs> okay. Google Mercedes Wilson people. Okay. Mercedes Wilson. So you didn't want 10 kids. Well, there are other methods to preventing pregnancy. Just saying. And by the way, Okay, and, 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 you know, this is just my thought. You can disagree, and I, I don't care if, if you do. It's fine. But if you don't want 10 kids, that's pretty simple to prevent. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. Um, you know, there, there are different methods. Men can do things, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I'm not referring to condoms, either. Um, so... <laughs> There's any anyway this is this is you know gotten do i have the name right i don't know honey i hope you didn't just say some porn person's name no, by accident so that would like be... i know those names <laughs> i know but wouldn't that be funny if it was people be like oh my gosh ah! <laughs> um anyway what so but yeah i mean i have a friend who is catholic actually and she um was using birth control and I, I don't even know how it came up in my conversation with her but at one point um I said have you ever read what that's really about have you ever looked at the label and you know all this other stuff and anyway to make a long story short she actually did some medical research on the medicine she was taking and then she started digging into the catholic church's position and some other stuff and and anyway to make a long story short she became like me, like no birth control whatsoever. She came to see it as this is a way to abort a baby even before it's conceived. I don't think that it's my role as a human being to tell God if he can or cannot make me have a child, you know. I I just don't. I, I think that if God is the giver of life he's the one that hits the sperm and the egg together and poof there's a baby um i see it as i see it as you know basically me taking life into my own hands which i don't think is my right i think my 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 right or duty is to protect the life that's given regardless of how it's given that's why i i support um 
Well, that's why I don't support abortion in any case. I mean, in the case of incest and rape, which is, you know, the motive argument that I always give, I don't support abortion in those cases if a woman gets pregnant because it's not that child's fault for how it was conceived. And I think what Gina just said is right. She says here, uh, the rhythm method works works when done correctly. Yeah, yeah and that's why it just I was takes going a little bit to... more work. But yeah, people yeah. say, "Well, it doesn't work, whatever." But um, yeah, let me um, put a, a book cover. And up you here. know, the Bible actually getting biblical. The Bible actually talks about how um, it talks about how you know the the quiver. When the, when the quiver is full, it's a blessing from the Lord. Children are inheritance from the Lord. So I see children as an inheritance from the Lord. If God wants to give you 10 kids, that's your inheritance, right? I think that that's a blessing. Doesn't mean it's going to be easier to raise the kids, but still, you know. And, you know, just like uh, in the biblical times, fortunately, we don't see it this way today, but like in biblical times, you know, a barren woman like me was considered you know, that woman's considered a disgrace. It's like, well, you're, you are not, you're not good for anything because you can't even give kids to your, your husband. Um, you know, there's a reason for everything, but I think when you have a choice, I wouldn't do it. That's just me, but you can, I mean, you have your own convictions, whoever you are. Um, but that's just me. That's my thoughts. Okay. You want to talk about that book? Um, yeah, I think I can pull it up on on here. I was searching for uh, Mercedes Wilson. There's some apparently some other Mercedes Wilson who's popular right now. Oh. Um, but this is Mercedes Arzu, A R Z U hmm. Wilson. Um, yeah. And they're. Well, I lost the other book, but. Um, Barb this... Barb says, "What part of be fruitful and multiply is unclear?" Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good point too. Exactly. You know, which again, if you if you think about it, if you really do think about biblically what we're looking at, we're looking at that the devil's role is to come to kill, steal and destroy. Right. Um, I mean, death in any form, I think, is caused by the devil or at least heavily influenced by him. Um, And, you know, the Lord gives us life and he says to live it abundantly. Right. No. I can't really read what that says. Uh, the o- ovulation, is that what that says? Yeah. Method of birth regulation. Okay. Well, so there you have it. There's your sex ed le- lesson for the evening, people. Yeah. Mercedes Arzu Wilson. Google the name or search the name, whatever your search engine of choice is. And, okay. And then We should thank our sponsors We as really well. should, totally. Yeah, we will. Okay, so Ariel Ministries is our awesome sponsor, people. You guys can go over to ariel.org. And by the way, you can go there. You can search in their search box and look at biblical topics that they talk about. Um, and go there. And if there's anything you see that you like, you can save 20% when you buy it by using the coupon code Bible News, which is us. It just says to them that you're, you're there because of our show. And they have sponsored us for over three years. We're very, very thankful for it. And, uh, you know, we want you to be able to still get the discount way while they're still sponsoring our show. So go make sure you check it out. They did tell me that um, that uh, they were really appreciative of all the sales uh, that our audience has given them because it's good stuff. 
you know what? Like, I highly recommend the Israelology Missing Link and Systematic Theology book, as well as the highlights of the life of Christ from a Messianic Jewish perspective. I, I recommend both those books um, and also their, their Bible study on Revelation, which is really good. And the Missing Link and Systematic Israelology, the Missing Link and Systematic Theology, mm-hmm. which is Dr. Fruchtenbaum's dissertation mm-hmm. uh, for his doctorate. If that's uh, that's like over a thousand pages, is like I don't know. Didn't they didn't they cut the? Give yes, and that's version? what I was going to recommend. Yeah. Is that's too intimidating for you? Only a thousand pages, people. <laughs> um, if you read ten pages a day, you can get that book done in a little over three months. True. Yeah, we've got it on the shelf over there, If you there, read 10 pages a day. Um, I was going to... Come on. I was trying to get the name of the, the sort of abridged version. Uh, it's not just called abridged version. It's got its... Um, it's, got, it's got a different name. Yeah, I've got it on our resources page. I think Mr. wants to get in your lab. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mr. Grover, for those of you who don't know. He's got an ear yeah. infection right now. Poor little Bubba's got an ear infection. What what the Bible teaches about Israel, past, present, and future. Oh yeah, very cool. Yeah, you should get that, especially because there's so much anti-Semitism in the church today. If you read this book, you'd be like, "Wow, you guys are buttheads that are anti-Semites." Just so you know. <laughs> so there's that. Also. I want to let you know, Legal Shield has given me the opportunity to um, share with you the goals seminar that Elizabeth Wilder, not Elizabeth Wilder, Elizabeth Gardner um, did the other day. It's available for two weeks if you're on my Facebook page. I posted it earlier today. Um, if you want to watch this goals seminar so that you can learn how to set your goals for 2019, I mean 2020. 2020 then you know just get in touch with me i can send it to you and put it on your phone no big deal either way do you need to go out or you want to sit in my lap what is it you can come here baby no okay wait come here mom's doing her show just saying you better hurry up and get up here come on get over here you can do it you can do it come on come on there you go come on you can do it Come here, mister. You can do it, Bubba. Come on. Pardon me, people, while I get my dog. Come here. Come on. You can do it. Get up here. Come on. Get up here. You can do it. There you go. Okay, here you go. All right. All right, look, dog. He's been especially clingy lately. He's a Klingon. Yeah, he is. Okay, what was I talking about? <laughs> legal Shield. Legal, uh, legal Shield, the, yeah, about the, the goals goal thing. Setting. So if you want a goal, if you want to be taught how to set goals in a very cool way, Randall sat through the seminar as well. Um, it's two hours. You can watch it at your leisure, but it's only going to be available through, I think, the 24th of this month. So just hit me up. I can send you that. Um. You do you want to say something? Yeah, you do. <laughs> then, yeah, I don't have children, people, but I do have a dog who's very clingy. Anyway, um, 
Also, if you want to donate to our show, you can do that through our website, BibleNewsRadio.com. And if you want to become a member of Legal Shield, you can contact me directly and I can get you all signed up for that as well. And what else? What else? Is there anything else? I think that's it as far as our announcements goes. Okay, one last story. Ready, Bearface? I guess. All right, so this is the last story of the night. And then we're going to go because I'm starting to feel tired. Um, um, now, this is a good news story. I don't know if you guys saw this. but this the AP News one? The Yeah, the Grand Canyon one. Yeah. So listen to this. Man missing at Grand Canyon for 11 days has been found alive. Um, and this was put out a couple days ago. Uh, it says here, a man who, who had been missing at the Grand Canyon for 11 days has been found alive. National Park Service officials say 58-year-old Martin Edward O'Connor of LaPorte, Texas, was located Thursday morning and flown out of the canyon in a helicopter. Under, O'Connor was undergoing a medical evaluation. Authorities said O'Connor was in stable condition but declined to release information on whether he suffered injuries as a result of being missing in the park during wintry conditions. National Park Service rangers found O'Connor on the rugged New Hans Trail, one of the most difficult trails on the canyon's south rim. Before being located, O'Connor was last seen at a lodge in Grand Canyon Village on December 22nd. So I don't know about you, but if you think about it, he's gone for 11 days over the holiday season, New Year's, Christmas. Um, I'm sure people thought he was dead, but somehow he managed to survive. He was 58, so he's not young. He's, you know, he's not a child or an 18 or 20 year old. He's 58 years old couple years older than bareface and um and fortunately he survived so so it's not that's a good story that's a good news story so i had to end on that one because uh to me that is something to celebrate that a man's life was found and he he was found alive yep uh just for uh sort of uh little reference here okay um, I guess I can put it with that same headline there, mm -hmm. and you'll stay on the screen, your little picture. Okay. But, um, no, I don't have... <laughs> this is Randall producing on the spot. This is yeah, so it is. I don't okay. have... Let me show the pointer here. Okay. Casey, should we see the pointer now? I can barely see the, the, the paper, but anyway. Okay, where the pointer is moving here, highlighted, that's Grand Canyon Village. That's where he was seen last on the 22nd. And where the pointer is, this is the trail that he was found on, the New Hounds Trail. Um, and and we look at the, uh, basically the, the scale down here, legend. This is like, looks like uh, nine, ten miles away. So. Okay. Just kind of curious, he was here in a village, if you've ever been to Grand Canyon Village, it's, you know, there's lodge, well, he's at a lodge, whatever, it's, a you know, people around, whatever, uh -huh. and then he's at this really difficult trail at the south ridge of the canyon. Okay, mister. Just, just really curious to me um, how he ended up there and, and why kind of thing. Maybe he ended up walking there and then he got confused. Because then... of snow and weird stuff and... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe but, we should Google his name. Maybe there's another story about him. But still, 11 days later, and I, I doubt he had a backpack or anything like that. You know, just... 
it's one thing to just remain alive for seven days, but considering where he was in Grand Canyon Village and then this really remote kind of difficult trail and mm-hmm. just traveled through the canyon, I guess, by foot all that time. It's just, it's, it really is a good news story. And it is. Really glad he's alive. Yeah, I brought you out on top, didn't I, people? Yeah, I did. Aside from slaughtering Bareface today at Pickleball. I Didn't am happen. here to Did not uplift Re- you. Revisionist history. <laughs> Who are you going to believe, me or Bareface? I mean, seriously. Three games we played, and no, we did we we played together on a team once, or did we? There was always an opposition. We played three games. I know that there was it was so long between them. First game, we I know was. <laughs> first game we played together. Did we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah, it was, and we won that game. Because of me. Yeah. And then the other two games I played against you, opposing you. And, yep. and, and I was on the winning team in on, both those games as with well. With a partner who could play, and I was ha- I had a newbie who could barely hit the ball. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Should I have to videotape everything to defend myself in the future? Probably. Yeah. All right, back to you. <laughs> Yeah, Randall. I threw the game so Randall would feel good. Yeah, there you That's go. basically what I did, people. <laughs> no, what happens is they hit the ball to the other player who doesn't play as good because they're newer. And then as a result of that, of course we lose the game. But it's not because of me, people. Just saying. <laughs> Dr. Jennifer Fee knows I play good. Yeah, she does. Just firm that, Jennifer. There you go, right there. <laughs> All right, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's that we had fun. Um, Okay, so tomorrow night is another Bible News Radio episode. Um, Randall may or may not have some news to share with you. We're not sure yet, so we'll figure that out tomorrow. But I want to say, if you have not joined my text message list, I am quizzing my my Bible News Radio followers on that list. Mm -hmm. Today's question Sadly, people don't take the time. Okay, I'm just going to say this. If you're on my text message list, read the question that I ask. Just read it. If you read the stinking question, you'll get it right most of the time, hopefully. If you don't read it, you're speed reading and you're like looking like, and then I get all these messages. (laughs) I didn't read it right. And I'm like, read the question, people. If you read the question, you should be able to answer the question. And it's SMS, so there's short messages. Short message service. It doesn't take long to read it carefully. Just read it carefully, people. Some of the answers I got today, I was like, really? You did not read the question. Anyway, so the the quiz is... The, you, you can be part of the... You can be part of my quiz, if you so desire. Uh, yeah, I noticed my answers that are coming in are a lot slower because I told people not to Google and some of them are actually doing that. They're not Googling the answer. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, you can do what you want. I'll never know, but it's between you and God people. Just so you know. Anyway, so we'll see you tomorrow night. Um, thank you for tuning in. I hope you found some benefit in this show tonight. I know it's a little bit different than normal. Um, in the sense of stuff, but hopefully, you know, you will enjoy it. And by the way, I will say 
that I do have coming up on my show in, a, I think, either next week or the weekend after, a man who is a skilled body language um, deception. Uh, he, he reads body language and he detects um, deception in people. And we met him here locally. Yeah. So we're going to have an interesting person on the show in a couple of weeks that you may find interesting. I mean, I think he's interesting. That's why I invited him on the show. Uh, so yeah, just stay tuned for that. I let my text message list know about that. I don't really send out a ton of email anymore because email just tends to get into spam a lot. Text messages, they go right to the phone. Um, so check those out. And, uh, Lord willing, we will see you tomorrow night. All right, so be bold, people. Stand up and go with God because he loves you, people. Yeah, he does. We'll see you later.